Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, this is Roddy B from the Bellas Mavericks, and you listen to our sports radio. It's RS Sports Show. RS Sports Show. Talking sports. Saturday Night Lights, and Wednesdays, right after the breakdown, right here on Deep End Radio, deependmedia.net and rfsportsradio.com. Welcome everyone to our program tonight, this is the RF Sports Radio Show, I'm your host RF, I will be joined by my co-host Royce in just a second, welcome everyone to our program on Monday. It is uh, June 27th, I believe, and of course we got to talk a lot about what happened over the weekend, everything that happened last week as well. Last time we talked to you guys, we were still celebrating the Mavericks win, and we've been celebrating the Mavericks win for almost a week now. So I think it's time for us to get back into the sports world and talk about what's going on out there. A lot of big stories breaking in sports. We're going to talk about them all tonight. T.O. and his injury. Is he going to retire? Is he going to be a Hall of Famer? How did he get hurt? I think we got the inside track on that. We'll also talk about the NBA draft, which was last Thursday. We'll get into some draft talk. The number one pick down to the bottom pick and see what your team did, and if there are any winners and losers from this 2011 draft. And we'll get into our last topic of discussion, and this is where I want everyone to call in to participate Give us a call at 323-927-2906. We're looking at the foreign player versus the American player. If you look at all the sports across the globe, everything from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, tennis, and even golf now, the foreign players have got a, got a leg up on some of the American athletes. So we'll talk about that and discuss that trend that's happening across every sport so without further ado, let me bring up my co-host and the star of tonight's show, Mr. Royce. Royce, how you doing tonight, sir? Hey, Rodney, I appreciate that nice introduction, man. Uh, listen, I just got in from the Mavericks parade, and it's been like a week later. I'm just not making it in. So I was still celebrating. I'm glad to be back on there. Well, I can definitely tell uh, I've been celebrating myself. You have, we know we haven't been on for about a week now. Yeah. Uh, it's been a week, so I think it's time to get back to the sports world and get back to the news of sports. So with that, let's go ahead and get into our top stories. You guys know what our show we do our top stories and everything first. Now, first top stories will be the Williams sisters. They've actually been knocked out of Wimbledon. This has been the, what the first time since I think 2000 and 
2005 or is it 2008 where both sisters, neither one would have a chance to actually win Wimbledon this year. Yeah, you know, and that's rare, and that's going to show you how much they dominated the sport for so long. Uh, I think they had like 27 victories in that uh, Wimbledon, and to see them go out early, you know, it, it really does. But, to, you know, that sport gets younger and younger every year. You know, you got 15-year-olds and 13-year-olds always challenging them, but they've always rose to the challenge. But, uh, you know, I hate to see them go, but, uh, you know, they had a long streak. Yeah, they definitely had a long streak, and, and this goes to the point we're going to talk about later on in the show, and that is the foreign athlete versus the American athlete. If you look at tennis with the Williams sisters out, there's no other American tennis player to really watch. I mean, we don't have an American male tennis player that can really uh, rival Rafael Nadal. Uh, we don't have any women uh, besides the, the Williams sisters that can really do anything in tennis also either. Yeah. And, it, you know, they dominated this sport for so long. And, I, you know, I, they they had injuries lately in the last couple of years. And, you know, they've had to withdraw from some tournaments. But to, to see them go out, you know, in the fourth round, I mean, it's it's pretty sad. And, of course, another top story news, uh, the NFL. Normally we'd be talking about, you know, mini camps, training camps getting ready to start. But unfortunately, the NFL is still in a lockout, and we thought we were going to see an end to the lockout last week. Apparently, there was a deal on the table that could have could have gotten done between the players and the owners, but there were a few owners that didn't want that deal to take place. They said the deal was too close to the previous deal, and they felt like some of these teams that don't have the big budgets, the Jerry Jones-type money, were going to lose out of the deal in the long run. Now it seems like, Royce, the owners are going against the owners. you got a small group of owners that like the deal, ready to get football going, Then another group of owners that don't have as much money are looking to get a deal that's a lot more in the favor of the owner. Well, you know, we knew this was going to happen. You know, you're going to see dissension in the players. Some players are ready to go back other than join this layover. Some of them are going to be financially able to sustain a loan like that, and others are, are not, so... You know, I'm not surprised. You do have an old group of guards that's been there for a long time. They're still thinking old. But, you know, uh, the people that lose are the fans. You know, we, we, we everybody's ready for football season to start. Everybody's waiting on their team to get into training camp. You know, and then you got a lot of guys that's free agents out there that's in limbo. So, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's about money. And I don't know why it's such a big deal. Because as popular as football is, as much revenue as it generates, I mean, you know, I'll be somewhere they can spit the pie up. Yeah, I would think the same thing, too. And and it really, it hurts hurts the rookies. You look at some of these quarterbacks, Cam Newton, uh, other players that were selected during the draft, a lot of quarterbacks taken. They can't work out with their teams. They can't start working on plays. I mean, one football does come back, we're gonna have we may have a shortened season. But what kind of football do we expect to see if they don't have any training camp and these guys can't learn plays either? Well, that's true. You remember when they had the first lockout? It was a half season, and I think they put an asterisk by. <laughs> I forgot who won that year, but I think they put an asterisk by their name because, I mean, you know, it's it's gonna be kind of hard. Anybody, it's anybody. Uh, championship this year because nobody's really getting into their you know their, their regular football season and and they're not training together and nobody's really on track 
to dominate. So it'd be interesting to see who, who stepped out of the pack this year and comes out as a winner. Do you put an asterisk by their name? Uh, uh, the championship, you know, not really a championship because nobody's had time to practice. So it'd be interesting to see how this year turns out. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we got a lot to talk about when it comes to the NFL and the lockout, so we keep you guys updated on the story as it does develop. Then you mentioned the mass parade. Let's talk about that real quick. You had a chance to actually go to the parade, also go inside for the pep rally as well, too. Tell our listeners about what you saw and how excited the city of Dallas was to have a finally have a champion in the uh, in the sport of basketball. Well, first of all, right now I'm gonna tell you it was really a big deal for Dallas. I mean, we had never had an NBA parade ever, and to see the Mavs, you know, we followed this team all year. See these guys, we know how hard they worked, we know the struggles they went to, and to see them in the actual parade as NBA champions was amazing. They said it was about 250 to 300,000 folks. I estimated a lot higher. And let me tell you, when I got down to the parade, it was it was nowhere to see the parade. It was so crowded, and I got there really, really early. But after we got inside the American Airlines Arena, man, it was it was such a, a generosity of gratitude from the fans and the players. And each one of them got a chance to speak. Mark Cuban. Uh, he, he couldn't contain himself. I mean, he was excited. And you can tell how passionate he is about this team. This is probably what he had in mind when he bought this team. But I tell you, it was a great day for Dallas, a great day for the uh, the Mavs, a great race for the organization. You know, we got to meet some of the guys there. And, you know, I'm happy for them. And they, they well deserved it. These guys have really played their butts off this year. And they, they, they beat every team in the NBA. So they were well-deserved, and I was especially happy to see them sweep the Lakers. You know, I would have been satisfied with that, but to go on and win the championship, man, was just fantastic. And, and from the, from what you saw, I mean, there were several people I talked to that were kind of surprised by several things, not just doing a parade, but the pair probably too. I mean, what surprised you? I think the biggest thing that surprised me was seeing Jamie Foxx in the parade, you know, I didn't know he was such a big Dallas Mavericks supporter. I know he does live in L.A., but he's from Terrell, Texas. Yeah, he, he said he's been a Mavericks fan, but I, I think deep down he's an L.A. fan. I've seen him at the L.A. games, too. But, uh, I, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people jumped on the Mavericks bandwagon after they won, you know. But, it, like I said, he was there. It was a great turnout, man, perfect weather. Uh, the crowds were so enthusiastic. And to see Dirk saying we are the champions, man, was a sight to so eyes. So he was really excited. And, you know, Dirk has really come a long way. Speaking of Dirk, he really has come a long way this year. The guy has been more focused. He, he's talked to the media a lot more this year. And, you know, having to see, met him personally, he really is a laid-back guy, man, and he works hard. And it's well-deserved for him to be the MVP championship. I'm excited for the Mavs, man. I've been looking forward to the next season. They are the champions. You can't take that away from them. And speaking of Dirk and also the honors that Dirk has received and also the team as well, too, his hometown of Würzburg, uh, Germany, is going to be honoring Dirk uh, this coming up weekend. They're going to have a parade on uh, June. Well, his birthday was Juneteenth, and uh, they, they actually had a parade for him then, but they're going to have a parade while he's in Germany, in Würzburg, when he gets back. 
They're going to be honoring him, giving him his own special day there in Germany as well, too. So Dirk continues to get accolades. The other day, he actually threw out the first pitch at the Ranger game, and I heard he did pretty good on that. So Dirk has come a long way and has become not just a, a star here in Dallas, but a superstar worldwide as well, too. And he plays into what our big topic is tonight about the foreign player and the American player. Dirk is kind of been catapulted to the forefront of the NBA, and he's a foreign guy. And I think you saw a reflection of Dirk's presence in the NBA in the draft with so many of the foreign players being drafted over the American college players as well, too. But we'll talk about that later. And Cuban is not done spending any money either. Rumors are starting to circulate, and we'll try to break that story here first when it does happen that Cuban may be in the running for buying the Dodgers. The Dodgers, of course, are in bankruptcy right now, and Cuban may be the forefront guy to buy the Dodgers. He's always wanted to get into baseball, tried with the Cubs. They wouldn't let him in, but he could have a great chance to pick up on a great business investment by buying the Dodgers out of L.A. Yeah, my understanding is that they're really concerned about them, and they'd like to see them go to probably a younger guy. Now, Mark Cuban would probably be a great uh, baseball team owner. If you look at what he's done with the Mavericks, you know, these guys are well taken care of. They're, he treats some players really great. Uh, they have the best facilities. And, uh, man, I mean, that would be a really good shot in the arm for the Dodgers. But I don't know how he'll work both teams. It would be kind of hard to manage both teams. But he does surround himself with great people. He has a great coach in Carlisle. You know, when he picked Carlisle, I was questioning him about that. But he seemed to have done everything right. And uh, I, I think he'd probably make a good owner. Yeah, of course. I mean, a guy like Cuban could come in and really change uh, the face of not just the Dodgers, but the baseball as well, too. If you guys want to call in and comment on the show tonight, 323-927-2906. We're taking all of our callers live right here on RF Sports Radio. And make sure you check out online at rfsportsradio.com. Uh, to find stories there as well, too. Now, while you had a chance to go to the Mavericks Parade, I had to go and call the NPFL Championship game in Midland, Texas, between the West Texas Drillers and the San Antonio Warriors. I want to thank the NPFL and the people of Midland for having a great, great atmosphere. It was a good game. The Warriors do win 21-17, and they're crowned for the first time the NPFL uh, champions, but they had a great time there. It was a good game. We did the play-by-play. If you guys want to watch the end of the game, which is something you definitely want to see, go to our website, rfsportsradio.com, and watch the end of the game, or listen to the full call as well, too. Now, I did catch up with the commissioner of the MPFL, J.C. Kimmy, right after the game, and thanked him for his support, but also found out that this game was actually nationally ranked as a top BCS semi-pro football game in the nation. So the winner, the Warriors, are now the number one ranked BCS-ranked semi-pro football team in the nation. So I caught up with J.C. Kimmy. That's what he had to say as a proud commissioner of the NPFL. RF Sports Radio and RF Sports Radio TV here live with the commissioner of the NPFL, J.C. Kimmy. He's got to be calling a great game, 21-17, brand-new champions of the NPFL, the San Antonio Warriors, and i got to ask you, J.C., while we have you, gracing your presence in your nice Italian suit, what do you think about the game overall today? This was finally a championship game that lived up to the hype. There was so much going into it in terms of the clash of styles, and then the whole pot was sweetened by the fact that this was indeed the 
semi-pro BCS national championship game. And a lot of times, games like that, national championship games and Super Bowls, don't live up to the hype. Rock, this one was a good one from beginning to end. It had drama. It had ebbs and flows. It looked like the drillers had the thing wrapped up 17-14 to 14 when Michael Heatland himself picked off that pass in the middle of the field. But lo and behold, what a substitution, what a move by the master himself, Glenn White, and bringing in Stephen James to engineer a comeback drive in which he was 4-for-4 four four on that drive, culminating in a touchdown. Wow is all I can say to that one. And, and to be honest with you, while we were doing a broadcast, the whole Internet world was going nuts, as they like to say. Twitter was on fire. The chat room was on fire. A lot of participation from the fans, man. And I know they want to thank you for putting on a great product this year. But I got to ask you, when you when you got down there presenting that trophy, how proud did that make you feel that now you not only crowned the NBFL champion, but the number one semi-pro football team in the, in the nation? Not one, but two years in a row. I got to tell you, I don't make any tackles. I don't throw any passes. But if you don't think I'm proud that the MPFL is two years into this thing and we have two national champions, two different teams, no less, you are out of your mind. I am so ecstatic right now, man. I feel like I just played a football game without all of the bumps and bruises, man. Hats off to both of the teams. The West Texas Drillers are a very game football team. They were a very gracious host for myself and the whole defense crew. And I got to say, fantastic job on the call by none other than Rock Fisher and Deron Logan on the color. I enjoyed watching the game. I enjoyed listening to it. Of course, I'm such a fan. I'm going to go back and I'm going to listen to the replay. And don't miss... Saturday Night Lights on Monday night, man. We're going to chop up all of the different calls and highlights of this game. Delo's going to give you his thoughts on it. I'm sure Rock Fisher's going to pop on and talk about it. You couldn't keep me away. I'm going to be in the house making an appearance, man. We can't wait. And let me tell you something. In terms of the MPFL, back-to-back national champions two years in a row, let me just say this. We've only just begun. That's right. And I want to close out by thanking you, number one, for welcoming our show on with the NBFL. It's been a pleasure calling the games this year. This was the best game I think we've ever done, me and Deron Logan. And I hate to tell you, but since we have done a BCS championship game, our price has gone up. <laughs> so if those of you guys watch that, if you want a championship team to broadcast your game, give us a call. Uh, tune in, rfsportsradio.com, rfsportsradio TV. And let's take a quick break. We come back, we're going to talk about T.O. and his injury, find out how he got injured, talk about retirement in his Hall of Fame, and don't forget our discussion later on about the American versus the foreign athlete and what's happening in the world of sports. You're tuned in to the RF Sports Radio Show or a sports talk from a fan's perspective. Man, and I'm back in the building, you dig? 
And for all of y'all that haven't already done it, you know what I'm saying? Go out there and join icebreakerproductions.com right now. Support your favorite ICE artist right now. You know what I'm saying? Get a ringtone, get a t-shirt, buy the calendar right now. Or you can even pick up a teddy bear. You know what I'm talking about? We got everything. Got everything. Um, every Wednesday, y'all need to be checking out the Icebreaker Radio Show. It's mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. 7 p.m. you hear it? Icebreakerproductions.com. You know what I'm saying? Scroll down about the middle of the page and click on the player and you got us. You know what I'm saying? And if that ain't working for you, hop on iTunes and listen to us on the podcast. I ain't tripping. You know, you can get us on anywhere. anywhere. And uh, if you really want to know what's going down at all times with Icebreaker Productions, you got to follow us on Twitter at Icebreaker Radio. And if right you're a now. Facebook lover, hit us up, Icebreaker Productions. You know right what to do. And uh, for all of y'all that like them live, fresh videos, you know you can follow us on the YouTube channel, Chosen972. Right you now. still in the old school and, you know what I'm saying, you still on MySpace, hit us up, 972. We ain't tripping. And uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and hop into this album, the reason that you're hearing my voice. Uh-huh. You like one of these artists, you know what I'm saying? So get your jam on, get your lean on. Yeah. And uh, I'll be back at you later on in the future with more ICE announcements. Already. I think he's really the right. great prayer, but I think there's something about him. It, it's, just, it's just something that, that is his mission from his game. It's like he can do everything, but just can't do enough. Career-wise, Melo's averaging 24.8 points a game. LeBron's averaging 27.7. But okay. you know, this year, they're about even. But Melo's averaging 25, LeBron's averaging 26. Career-wise, they're rebounding. Talking the hottest sports topics. With appearances from the hottest names in sports. Welcome back to our show. We've got to go into the top stories. And, again, if you guys want to get involved in our discussion, if you listen to us live, make sure you call in, 323-927-2906, or hit us on Twitter, twitter.com slash rfsportsradio, and find us there. Let me bring Royce back on real quick. And, Royce, we've got to talk about a player that a lot of people like, a lot of people love to hate, and that's uh, T.O., as you guys have already know, if you've been on our website, the top story of the day is Terrell Owens and his injury having ACL surgery from uh, Dr. James Andrews because he injured his ACL or tore his ACL. And this is what my reports are telling me, filming the VH1 series Single Ladies. Now, a lot of people are saying reality show series. Now, Single Ladies is not a... Reality show, from from what I understand, it's a scripted show that T.O. was making an appearance on. But actually, 
tore his ACL during the appearance in some type of workout, something he was doing for the show. But tore his ACL is going to be out at the very uh, – the earliest he'll come back will be December, which you guys know it's the heart of the season right before playoffs. So, Royce, my first question for you is, is T.O. done? Is this the last we're going to see T.O.? Is the last jersey that he's going to wear be a Bengals jersey? And we're waiting on Royce to come back on real quick here. But while we're waiting on Royce to come back on, um, we're talking about the Hall of Fame and the retirement for T.L. Let me see if I got Royce back on. Can, can you hear me right there? Oh, yes, yeah. Can now. You Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, uh, my sources uh, tell me that, you know, this also. But we really don't know how he got hurt. He's not really telling, you know, by the way, it could be from the reality show, it could be from training, but the guy does train like a demon, no matter how you feel about him or what you say. And, no, you know, from knowing T.O. in the past, and you've seen him, he's probably the hardest-working guy in football. And, you know, about him coming back, you know, in December, he, he'll be 38 years old, and we know that's awfully old for football. But who knows? It may be some team in contention in December, may lose a receiver, you know, T.I. be a good replacement. And he also helped some of these young quarterbacks that come into the league if they ever get down in the playoff game. You mean T.O., so not T.I.? I'm sorry, T.O. Did I say T.I.? <laughs> I mean, T.O. <Yeah. laughs> I, I mean, I mean, uh, would help some team out, say, if he does, if he is healthy by December. And who, uh, the way the season's gone so far, I wouldn't be surprised. And who knows what might happen. I mean, like I said, these free agent guys, he's not the only one in limbo. And uh, we don't know who's going to get hurt, uh, how things are going to turn out. So I do look for him maybe to play this last year. I think T.O. is done. I think, you know, at 38, coming back from an ACL, tearing the knee, I mean, I know T.O. trains very, very, very hard. Not saying he can't heal. And, and if you do, if you want to look back on – T.O., we all remember 2004 when he was with the Philadelphia Eagles and had the broken leg, of course, with the horse collar tackle from Ward Williams. That's where the horse collar uh, call came from. But in 2004 with the Eagles, came back from a a, a messed up, uh, a broken leg and played in that, uh, played in that uh, Super Bowl game. Right. And not just play, but play with a lot of heart. Was the best player on the field during the Super Bowl game. I mean, it was iconic for T.O. to do that, to come back after the injury and play in that game, a game that they lost. But T.O. didn't give up, had 112 yards that game on nine catches, which was huge to come back from an injury of that magnitude with a broken leg. I, I know T.O. can come back, but I just don't see him playing for a team at 38, coming off an ACL injury, I know I know there's going to be some wide receivers on certain teams that are going to be out, they're going to need help. I just don't see you bringing in a 38-year-old hobbled wide receiver to replace anybody. Well, Ronnie, you know, in the last couple of years, he has been productive. And if you look at his number, the Cincinnati, he had 72 receptions for 983 yards, nine touchdowns. And, you know, that, that's not bad for a 37-year-old man. 
And, and if you notice, uh, even in the NBA playoffs, we had some guys, look at Jason Kidd. Uh, he was in his late thirties, I know, and they play over 100 games, I mean 80 games in basketball. So for him to say he's too old to play, it, it's not for me to say. But I did see Brett Favre go out at 40, which was bad. <laughs> but T.O. has caught more passes in his 30s than he did in his 20s. His productivity is higher now than it was when he was in his 20s. So, uh, I mean, you you got to look at that, too. But, like I said, he will be an asset to something. The guy can still outrun a lot of guys. He's still in just good shape with some of the guys playing now. So, uh, I mean, who knows? Uh, I think he's changed. You know, you see a lot of stuff out of him when he played for the, for the Bengals last year. So, but let's, but, but, I, but let's I don't be know. honest, though. Let, Let's be honest. I mean, it's going to take a lot to come back from a torn ACL knee for any player at any age, correct? Well, it's, it's now, happened. Yeah, that's true. At any age, you're absolutely right. At any age. And so so even if Teal does make it back to the point where he can run or he can jog and run routes, I mean, he's got to have some time to catch up. You know, he's got to get back to NFL speed. He can't just go out there and kind of be halfway T.O. He's got to be full T.O. for anything to happen. I mean, and I just don't think he's going to be up to speed in time to help a team, you know, try and make a playoff run. I mean, he's not going to know a lot of plays. He's not going to command a double team. I mean, so how much can he really help you if he comes onto your team in December or after December? Well, Ron, it's stranger things have happened. I've seen boxers go well into their parties. But my, my question to you is, do you think that T.O. is a lock for the Hall of Fame? I think he plays absolute, he's, he's an absolute lock for the Hall of Fame. Let me tell you why he is. If you look at T.O.'s stats for his career, okay, he is fifth when it comes to receptions. He's got over 1,000 receptions, 1,078 receptions. He's second all time when it comes to yards at 15,934 and tied for a second when it comes to touchdowns as a wide receiver with 153. Now, yeah, these, are all, these are all-time, all-time numbers, 5, 2, and 2. That's a lock for a Hall of Fame. No matter how you feel about T.O. and what he's done, T.O. is a first ballot Hall of Famer, hands down. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. And, you know, uh, uh, look, look at the – you know, if he's fifth, look at the guys that we're ranking him with. Jerry Rice, Marvin Harrison, Chris Carter, Tim Brown. I mean, these are some Hall of Famers. Of course he should be in there. If he's in the top five, if you think about all the receivers that have been through the NFL, for him to be in the top five, I mean, of course you got to let him go. Whether you like the guy or not, and I know a lot of guys are going to vote on their emotions and attitudes. But if you look at the numbers, the guy does deserve Hall of Fame status. Hello? I think I think he definitely deserves Hall of Fame status, and I think people have to recognize all the stuff that T.O. has done throughout his career. I mean, not just on the field, but off the field as well, too. I mean, his antics off the field kind of kept everyone interested in the NFL. People wanted to see what T.O. was going to do from one second to the next on the field and off the field. This made him a star 
you know, not just on the field, but off the field, too. I mean, he's had hit reality shows. He's been the topic of everything from Good Morning America to Sports Center. I mean, T.O. is one of the biggest stars in the NFL to ever come through the NFL. And, of course, we're talking about it right now. <laughs> so he does manage to stay in the news, I will give him that. And, you know, for him to be tied with Randy Moss for the most receivers was 150. 153 touchdown reception, and you know Randy Moss is still playing, but uh, I, I think he does deserve Hall of Fame status, and you have to put your whatever you think about him aside and, and vote on another. No doubt. So To from both of us, the Hall of Famer. You think he may come back in December and play with his team? I think he won. If you guys have an opinion, send us an email rfsportsradio at gmail dot com, or send us a message on Twitter. Twitter.com slash RF Sports Radio. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be wrapping up our show with NBA Draft Talk and get into our discussion on the American versus the foreign player and who is changing the landscape of sports as we know it. You're tuned in. You're locked in. RF Sports Radio, sports talk from a fan's perspective. RF with RF Sports Radio and the MPFL Game of the Week with the Deep End Deal of the Month. The Deep End Deal of the Month is an incredible deal that we offer to all of our listeners of the Deep End Radio Network. And this month, we have our biggest Deep End Deal ever. From now to the end of the month, Just Fitness for You is giving our listeners free gym memberships. That's right, free gym memberships. Spring is here and summer is fast approaching, and Just Fitness for You is ready to get you ready. They have four locations here in the DFW Metroplex, White Rock Lake, Mesquite, Plano, and Hearst, and all open seven days a week to fit anyone's busy schedule. Your free gym membership gives you access to all four locations, VIP guest privileges, cycling classes, Zumba classes, body pump 101 training, and use of all of the latest state-of-the-art weightlifting and cardio equipment on the market. To get your free gym membership from Just Fitness for You, email us at deependeal at gmail.com. That's deependeal at gmail.com and put fitness in your subject line to get your free gym membership from Just Fitness for You. Calling all models, models. calling all actors, actors. all music artists, music calling artists. all comedians, comedians and producers. I got producers. a question for you. Have you been having trouble finding gigs, and not just gigs, but paying gigs? Well, if that's you, look no further. Okay. We've got the perfect solution for your problem. Go to webookgigs.info right now. Okay. Sign up and create your profile. And let me tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get updates about shows and paid gigs sent directly to your personal I Twitter, like that. Facebook, email, and your phone. Now, the best thing about webookgigs.info is it's absolutely no cost to I sign up. That. So what are you waiting for? Don't delay. WeBookGigs.info right now. Right now. I mean, it's hard for me to talk about. You know, look, there are only two of us that know exactly what this meant. Me and MJ. And, uh, I don't know, sometimes, you know, when it's just, it's better not to say anything. 
Hi, my name is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show on Deep End Media. I have a question to all football team owners and players that participate in the sport at this level. Do you play in the amateur league or professional league? Find out the difference by visiting mpflfootball.net. Hold on to something like that as well. Well, I just think nothing in life is, is going to be given to you. Nothing is going to come easy, and you have to work for it. Uh, and maybe it was even a good thing for, for me as a player to develop and, and lose that, that series in 06 and, and come out of it as, as a better player and as a better human being, be smarter uh, in, in game situations when the game on the line. And uh, I, I took that one really to the chin in 06, and I took it rough, and, uh, and I put a lot of the blame on myself. So uh, for me, to, I had to, go, had to regroup and, and keep working, and uh, ultimately it paid off. I know you're not looking for outside and that was Dirk Nowitzki, his comments after the match on the championship game. I wanted to play that clip uh, because we're going to talk about the NBA draft. Everyone, welcome back to our show uh, here on Monday night. And, Royce, I want to talk about the draft for a couple of reasons. First of all, let me give everyone a rundown of what happened in this year's draft, and i give you some of the top 15 picks. And this will tell the story exactly uh, for you where I want to go with this draft talk. Of course, the number one pick with the Cavaliers, they picked Kyrie over Irving, uh, the guard from Duke, for a point guard. And Derek Williams, of course, I knew they were going to go one and two, went to uh, Minnesota, their player from Arizona. And then you get to uh, Enos Cancer from Kentucky, he's going to go to the Jazz. Tristan Thomas, the fourth from Texas, will go to Cavaliers. That's their first and fourth pick. And then this is where it gets interesting the fifth pick. For the Raptors, I can't even pronounce the last name of this guy. Jonas, Jonas <laughs> Kawina. Okay, then you got the sixth pick, Jan Vesely. Okay, another foreigner. Then you got the seventh pick, the uh, Sacramento, which is traded to the Bobcats of Bismack Biombo. Eighth pick, Brandon Knight of Kentucky. Ninth pick, Kimball Walker from Connecticut. Tenth pick, Jimmer Fredette, traded to the Kings, of course. From the Bucks, 11 pick was Clay Thompson, the guard from Washington State. Surprise there. And then number 12, Alec Burks for the Jazz. Then you get the Marquise Morris at 13. Marcus Morris at 14. And you had two brothers go back-to-back, 13 and 14. I thought that was really cool. And then 15, Kyrie Leonard, which was traded to the Spurs in later rounds, picked by the Pacers, but traded to the Spurs. And if you want to look at the rest of the first round, it gets real complicated then. You heard me mention the foreign names there, and then you had another foreigner go 16. Nikolo uh, Vucicic went to 76ers. Another foreigner at 17. 16, Chris Singleton. Tobias Harris at 19. Another foreigner at 20. And then, of course, another foreigner at 23. Another foreigner at uh, 28. Another foreigner at 30. So, as you can see where I'm going with this stat here. <laughs> but yeah. I want to play Dirk for one reason. You know, Dirk has kind of changed. Oh, let me not say changed, but kind of kind of put more fuel to the fire what's been happening in the NBA for years and years now. And that's the oncoming of the foreign player. A lot of the draft picks in the first and second round, more so than any other draft, were foreign players, Okay. So 
I want to talk about that because we want to talk about the foreign player versus the American player, and let's start right here with the draft. Do you think that Dirk and his success this year throughout the NBA had any kind of any kind of relevance to how these how these teams are going to draft players going forward, or was it just a weak draft for American players? Well, I, I think it's a little bit of both. I, I think it was a, a weak draft for the American players because you know you and I talked about this. And after you get past the first five, six, ninth, I, I, I'm lost. Uh, I'm some of these guys coming out at ninth, I, I, I've never heard of. And I think Dirk did have a lot to do with it. But if you look at the NBA, it has gone international. Ever since it's been introduced in the Olympics, you've seen foreign players just, you know, for a while they did dominate. They beat the Americans for years till we got the dream team. They were getting so much, so much better. But at the same time, I think because the game has gone so much international, you know, and they're trying to get teams over in the foreign countries, that they aren't getting these foreign players. And these guys are really trained totally different from what they do here in the United States. They learn fundamentals. Their fundamental uh, style of playing is a lot better than these guys. These guys become stars in high school, which I think spoils them, whereas you see these foreign players, uh, are really so enthused about playing basketball. They don't care about the star status. You know, they just love playing the game of basketball and love playing for an American team. So I think it's a little and, bit of both. And, and I do exaggerate some. I mean, there, there were a lot of American players taken, uh, but there were a record number of foreign players uh, taken in, in this draft. 10 it was 11, 30? actually. It was, okay. it was 11, 11. 11 players drafted in the first two rounds. Uh, were foreign players. It may even be more than that once these trades are all said and done. And some of these players that were drafted, they can't even play next season. They won't be playing right. for three, sometimes four seasons down the line. But it right. just it talks a lot about, you know, and, and this is, that's what I want to talk about. You mentioned fundamentals, that the foreign players are kind of have a better fundamental game and, and have been taught a little bit differently. But, you know, I think that these, Players that got drafted from America, they went to some great schools, Duke, Connecticut, Arizona, some good basketball schools. So they, they got to have a little fundamentals too. That's true. You're absolutely right. But I, I, I think it's so much the star status, like a lot of these guys, uh, you know, in high school, they put so much on a pedestal. And a lot of them don't like to do the four years of college. They leave mm-hmm. early. That way they miss you know, the, the training that you get of four years of school, you know, the, the growing-up process, the the being a man. We've seen a lot of guys get in trouble because they're still young. They make young guys' decisions, whereas they just don't stay four years anymore, Rodney. I mean, they take off after a year or two. They, they're ready to turn pro, and a lot of them aren't really ready to play pro ball. But I think it's more so because the game has gone so much international. You know, we saw we saw the Olympics. I know you watched Olympic basketball. You saw some right. great players on some of these foreign teams. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the ones that are playing here do go back and play for their home country. But there's some great talent out there. I'm not surprised. I you know we see it in baseball. If you look at baseball, it's dominated by foreign players. You know, uh, not so much football. But, you know, I think because of the access of the world, you know what I mean, 
Yeah, each country, another country is just hours away. The internet, you know, you're more exposed to more things. The information comes a lot quicker now than it did in the past. So you can see a guy on video uh, on YouTube or even on your iPod that you didn't have access to years ago. You know, and, and, that, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I think by watching the Olympics or watching the FIBA championships uh, last year, it really tells you the scope of not just basketball but of the NBA. You look at all these foreign teams that are competing with the USA, and they've got NBA players on the team, you know, uh, they're playing for these foreign countries. And, and you saw a lot of the trends, um, you know, from players that were going into the, before this draft, even before the last, in the last couple of years, you saw players actually foregoing for college, going straight to overseas and start playing pro right. ball in hopes to come back to the NBA, you know, for whatever reason. So let me ask you, if the if the European player or foreign player is more fundamental and is going to get drafted as high in the NBA draft as we have seen in years past, would it be better for a guy, if I'm in high school, i got a great jump shot, I've got the accolades, I'm being touted as one of the best, was it better for me to go overseas and play against a foreign talent that's more fundamental and then go to the NBA for a draft, or should I stay in America and play against guys that have no chance of making it to the NBA? Well, you know, it's so crowded in the field of athletes here in America that you're really competing against thousands and thousands of players, whereas you can go to Europe and dominate or be above average player and, and really shine. But at the same time, I think by these guys for going and jumping to college early, uh, deprive them of two more years of experience of playing. You understand what I'm trying to say? I, I think by yeah. them jumping early. And if you ask any of the old guys, the amateur, I heard Charles Barkley say a lot of times that these guys need to stay another two years just to develop. I think the development by playing over in Europe against so many different international talents, you know, say Madrid, Yugoslavia, Germany, you know, it's more of an international style of play. And, and and they play basketball a little bit different. The rules are even different. But I think guys can go over there and pick up a lot more than they could by sitting on a bench here in the NBA because you know if you go to the NBA, <laughs> more than likely your first year or two, you're not going to start. So I think that's the biggest difference. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And, and just to carry our point even further, we're talking about the difference between the foreign player and the American athlete. Let's talk about another sport where the foreign players really jumped into the into the fray, and that's with golf. For yeah, years and years, as long as I can remember, Tiger Woods has been the number one player in the world when it comes to golf. Uh, and now you have a guy like Roy McIlroy who wins uh, this past major. And then also he had, a, of course, contention to win the Masters as well, too, but he wins his first major. And now he becomes the third-ranked player in the in the world, and the top three players in golf are all European players. I mean, there isn't even an American golfer within the top three ranked in the world. I mean, that shows you right there that the foreign player has caught up with the American player and surpassing the American player, even in the game of golf. Yeah, and you and you're right. But like I said, by going global, golf has always been a global sport. But to sure. go to number three ranking. But my opinion on that, one major doesn't make you Tiger Woods. You know, 
Uh, 22 years old, this kid, you know, he won the U.S. Royal, he won the U.S. Open. But this is only three pro tournaments in his entire career. Now, granted, he did have a superb uh, record-setting, dominating performance of 16 under par, which nobody had done since Tiger Woods with 12 under, set back in the Open in Pebble Beach. But I, I wasn't crying him king of golf yet because he's no Tiger Woods. You know, Tiger's won 14 majors, and he's become the most feared man in golf. You know, Tiger won before he even played, whereas people tune in now to watch Rory to see if he's going to fail. So there's a big difference there, you know. And uh, pressure can make or break a player. Now, he did lose in the Masters. He was eight strokes ahead, and we saw the meltdown that he had. You know, he's a good player and probably be a great player someday, but he's no Tiger Woods, trust me. Well, I agree with that. I agree with that. He is no Tiger Woods, and for all those that want him to be a Tiger Woods, he's got a long, 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 long way to way go. To go. Right. <laughs> he's on a par five with a putter right now trying to tee off if he's trying to catch up with Tiger Woods. But, you know, with, with three of the top players being European players, where is the American player that's even second to Tiger Woods? Someone's going to actually challenge these other foreign players. Yes, too. And I thought Phil Nixon last year uh, would be that player, but apparently it, it wasn't him. And they are dominating uh, the sport of golf. And if, if you look at it, they're in soccer, they're in everywhere. But I think it's like the world has grown smaller you know, over the last couple of years, through the media, through electronics, through, you know, you can you can have a hand device and look up anything in the world, look up any country. I think that's because the world is shrunk and everybody's more available, that there are going to be more, more of an influx of foreign players because uh, they don't demand the high salaries. And, uh, of course, a lot of them get paid high salaries. But I, I, I think the focus is they're glad to be here they look forward to coming to America, and, and, and I have yet to hear of very few foreign players getting into major trouble, you know, like some of the American players, you know. So that is a difference, too. But uh, I, I think it's because the world has gone more global. Yeah, everything is more global. I mean, that's that's a direct, you know, that's a directly reflecting a lot of things besides the sports. And we can look at America's pastime, as a case study as well, too. America's pastime of baseball dominated by uh, Americans, and now you look around and there are more Latin players, South American players, foreign players in baseball than American players. Even Japanese players. Right, even Even Japanese Japanese players. players. Right. Yeah, just as many. So you can look at that as a case study. And, And my question to you is we looked at basketball, having more more foreign players playing basketball, more foreign top golfers, more foreign players in baseball. I right. mean, and we know soccer is a foreign game, so what's next? Right. I mean, right now football is the only thing we have that's a dominated sport by Americans, but how soon before the foreign player infiltrates the NFL? Well, if they uh, keep on track to being a global uh, sport, which they're trying to play. They do play games overseas. These kids are watching this, the young kids, and they admire American sports. And so right now they're training for the future athletes in America. So I, I think it's going to be a large influx of foreign players. 
You know, you try to get the best player you, in the world, and if it means going to Yugoslavia <laughs> or wherever to get that player, uh, these owners want to do it. And I think Dirk yeah. has a lot to do with it by his dominating. You know, we saw him when he came to the Mavs. He was just blonde-haired, little chopped chili <laughs> chili bowl. We call it chili bowl, right, Cause Remember? And now he's grown, and you can tell his work ethic. And it, the way he carries himself, you never heard of Dirk really doing some of the stupid things some of these other players are doing to get themselves in trouble. You, you know, you have to be a player on the field and off the field. So as long as these guys keep committing these, you know, we talked about Plexico uh, last week getting out of jail over some dumb thing that he did, and he's not the only one. But you just don't see it with the foreign players. I think it's a direct sign of the times. I mean, if you look at, like right. you said, the – the, the way the world's a lot smaller now. You look at baseball, you look at uh, soccer, you look at golf, you look at NBA with the draft, and even with right. Dirk, as you brought up, I mean, the whole thing was Dirk versus LeBron. LeBron was supposed to be right. a great right. American athlete, the next big star right. in the NBA, and here is Dirk, a foreign player, Warsburg, Germany, and he dominates the series and becomes the biggest star over LeBron, I mean, I think they had a direct reflection on the way these NBA teams are starting to view the uh, the college athlete here in America and other sports as well, too. I think it's a matter of time before the NFL starts to bring in foreign players. Now, it will take some type of form system overseas for it to work. Right. Some type right. of NFL, you know, like we had NFL Europe at one time. Right. It's going right. to take something like that for them to really get involved. There's even foreign players coming over to America, a growing contingent of foreign players coming to America playing college football in hopes to make it to the NFL, too. So that's coming. I think it's a sign of time. I think it's inevitable. I think if you're a, if you're a guy right here in America, you're trying to get into a, to a top sport, NFL, NBA, MLB, you need to work out and stick to the fundamentals because these other guys are going to do it. They're going to try their best to outwork you as much as they can. Oh yeah, and they dream to come here and play. That that's a dream of I, I guarantee you right now some kid over in Europe now is dreaming of being the next Dirk Nowitzki. You know, so uh look out where it's coming. Uh we might as well get ready for it. And I don't think there's anything we can do to stop it. I think it's here to stay. If you guys got a comment and want to send us an email, rfsportsradio at gmail dot com. And take a quick break when we come back we'll wrap up the show with our final uh, goodbyes and also let you guys know some information about what we have going forward. So stay tuned and keep it locked, com. sports talk from a fan's perspective. This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. Do you have a business, a product, a service, 
or a website and you need more customers, advertise with the fastest growing internet sports radio show and market your business to sports fans worldwide. Don't miss a unique opportunity to capitalize on the biggest marketing genre in the world. Email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. We have options for every budget, and don't let business pass you by. When I got to the lane, Robert Parrish jumped at me, and I saw Larry Bird coming at me as well. So I had to arc the hook shot a little higher, and you just went, Was that the sweetest shot for you in your whole career? In my whole career, the sweetest, not only shot, but the sweetest moment. Because the guards went, (laughs) (laughs) he did it to us again. My name is Royce Fisher from the IRS Sports Radio Show on DPN Media. I have a question to all football team owners and players that participate in the sport at this level. Do you play in amateur league or professional league? Find out the difference by visiting mpflfootball.net. RS Sports Show. RS Sports Show. Talking sports. Yeah, he's playing excellent in the playoffs, and Dirk is unguardable. We said that uh, on our previous shows leading up to this Mavs game, and he really presented it tonight, 24 points tonight. And when they come back to Dallas, he's even better at home, much better than he is on the road. So we, we're definitely going to see a lot more from Dirk in this series. He's really going to be the one, I think, to push his team over the hump. I had I said a lot about the Mavs, that they really think they're going to win this game, but they showed me something tonight. I mean, I, I like the way this team is playing right now. Talking sports. From a fan's perspective, Mondays, right after Saturday Night Lights, and Wednesdays, right after the breakdown, right here on Deep End Radio, deependmedia.net and rfsportsradio.com. And we're back, guys, with our show on Monday night to wrap up our show and bring Royce back on real quick. We thank everyone for tuning in to our live show. Make sure you catch our replay all throughout the week, and we'll be switching our times. We're going to be on Monday and Thursday at 10 p.m. And next week, of course, next Monday is going to be July 4th. We will not be on the air of July 4th, and we're going to be on vacation that week as well, too. So you may hear from us us on Thursday, but you can tune in and catch some of our best shows. We're going to be replaying some of our top-rated shows throughout that week of the 4th of July. You're going to hear our very first show on Monday, July 4th, celebrating our one-year anniversary in September. And then you're also going to be hearing some of our top shows, everything from the Super Bowl here in Dallas to the uh, pregame show we did at the Cotton Bowl. And also you're going to be hearing the Mavs Celebration Show and some shows that we had some special guests on as well, too. So stay tuned next week for the best of RF Sports Radio Every day next week is going to be a delight to kind of go back, Royce, and listen to how far we've come uh, going on to our one-year anniversary here in September. So before we go, I'll let you out of the floor. Anybody want to say shout-out to anything you want to say to the people out there? Well, I, I just want to say, Rodney, it is coming up on a year, and I, I am thankful that we're able to do this. And we'll have to do something very special on our anniversary show. And if we get some listeners calling, we'll have to give away some prizes. So uh, to keep tuning in, and uh, please tune in. 
we will be on hiatus next week, be on vacation. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, call us with your questions, uh, anything you want to know, uh, anything you want to know about players or interviews you want to go back and look at is on the website. So I just want to say everybody thanks for listening in and uh, looking forward to some calls on uh, the, the next show. And again, thank you guys for tuning in. Take us out online, rfsportsradio.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. We'll see you guys on Thursday, same time, same channel, RF Sports Radio, sports talk from a fan's perspective. Hey, this is Roddy B from the Dallas Mavericks, and you listen to our sports radio. RF Sports Show. RF Sports Show. Talking sports. Yeah, he's playing excellent in the playoffs, and Dirk is unguardable. We said that uh, on our previous shows leading up to this Mavs game, and he really presented it tonight. 24 points tonight, and when they come back to Dallas, he's even better at home, much better than he is on the road. So we, we're definitely going to see a lot more from Dirk in this series. He's really going to be the one, I think, to push his team over the hump. I had I said a lot about the Mavs, that they really think they're going to win this game, but they showed me something tonight. I mean, I, I like the way this team is playing right now. Talking sports. From a fan's perspective, Mondays, right after Saturday Night Lights, and Wednesdays, right after the breakdown, right here on Deep End Radio, deependmedia.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.